Hey, what's going on, everybody? I uh, want to apologize again. I do this all the time. I continue to apologize to you guys for uh, the lateness in episodes. Uh, some bitch decided to run a stop sign, smash into me, roll my car a couple times into a ditch, and hit a tree. So that's what I've been dealing with. I have some uh, back issues that I'll get taken care of. Um, and yeah, so... All in all, let's just say that I didn't put this podcast as priority in my physical recovery, and it lacked, and I may have lost a few guys, but hopefully I can get you guys back, uh, bring more people in. I hope you're sharing this, telling your friends about it, and uh, also reaching out to me online to uh, give me some more people that I should talk to. I'm always interested in any story, um, interesting story. Um doesn't even have to be a fighter so it's uh i I just really like talking to people so on that uh we'll call it note um this is peyton talbot and i hope you enjoy listening to him he's a great dude up and comer and uh you are going to see him on some bigger promotions he was on uriah faber's first card amazing guy um so 100 expect to see him in the future anyway this is Peyton Talbot. So, yeah, just like that, we're starting. So, Peyton Talbot, how the hell are you? Thanks for coming on, man. Doing pretty good. Life's really good right now. How are you doing? Yeah, definitely. I watched your fight. Life has to be good after uh, you you sat a guy down and then decided to let him back up. <laughs> Do you, you kind of want to start off explaining that one? Because... You, you had him like there was there was no getting around that you just had to kind of go finish him off and you called him back up that's not something you see all the time yeah um and that's not the first time i've done that I, that's kind of like my thing i've done that quite a few times but uh, like i said in there in the interview um i just when i'm in there with a guy and we put in all that work and all those hours i like to be able to peel like every single layer of them and get to know them like all the way, so. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, it, it kind of let you, you got a whole other round out of it, so it let you kind of display more of what you got under the hood too. So it was it was definitely entertaining to watch. Um, it was a great first card for, uh, it was, a, what was it, A1, I believe it was, right? Yeah. Yeah. How did you, uh, how did you like fighting for Uriah? Was that a, because that was his first card. Was it something that you liked doing? Would you do it again? Yeah, it was super cool. He was a really cool guy. He came up and talked to me and was really friendly. Um, I actually fought for that promotion before it was called A1. It was called Firepower, and I think he bought it out. I don't really know exactly, but um, the matchmaker's super good. He's match made me with, like, perfect guys. Um, we always put on a really good show, so... Um, I'm down to fight for them again, but I'm also keeping my options open for something bigger if it comes down the road. Um, cause I just want to fight tougher dudes. That's all I'm here to do. So. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That promotion was sweet. They had, uh, the, the matchmaker was actually one of the commentators. So you got yeah. to actually hear why they were wanting to, you know, set everybody up and whatnot. Um, but let's kind of let's kind of back it up a little bit because it seems like in my experience, just in my own personal training, um, and then in work with fighters, it seems like everybody has a story. You know, like 
you don't just kind of step into a gym one day and, and, you know, become the guy that lets people back up after knocking them down. So kind of, um, what got you into combat sports to begin with? Um, well, I wrestled all throughout high school, so I've always been kind of a sporty kid, played football all my life, did a lot of sports growing up, but, um, I've always just enjoyed fighting, like with my brothers, with my friends, like we've always just been like a really rough group of kids. Um, and then when I graduated high school, I kind of went through some rough stuff with my family and I wasn't in the best place. So went to UNR cause I didn't want to leave my mom in uh, Reno and, um, I wasn't doing any sports. I was just like hanging out every day. Um, so I eventually, I think I was watching like some Conor McGregor highlights or something. And I didn't even really know about UFC or MMA. And I was like, I would like to try that. Like, I think I'd be pretty good at that. It'd be a good outlet for me. So I went to the gym, the gym that I'm at now still. Um, and the first day their pro fighter, Oscar Ramirez, you might recognize that name. Uh, he's fought in Bellator. Um, he kicked the crap out of me the first day. Like, just whooped my ass. <laughs> and it, like, really humbled me and, like, put me in a good mental state. Um, and just reminded me of, like, my mortality and just to be humble. Um, but I thought that when we were sparring, we were supposed to go full contact. So I just started, like, clocking this kid. And Oscar saw. And he's like, no, you're going with me next round. And I didn't know what I did wrong. And he just kicked the crap out of me. So that's the story of how I got started. <laughs> Nice. Yeah, it seems like everybody's got a story on kind of getting into it. It's you it takes a special kind of person to be able to take a shot and keep going, you know. There's a there's something just innately wrong with people that can do that. Uh but at the same time it it's for me it's somebody that that I can relate to. It's something that I I enjoy doing as well. Um where exactly did you grow up wrestling at? Um, well, I got into wrestling in high school and I've been in Reno since I think 2009. Um, and I actually got forced to wrestle. Wasn't really my choice. One of my friends like pretty much bullied me into doing it. I actually would try to get on my bus to go home from middle school and he would literally grab me and lift me up, pull me off the bus and make me walk to the high school with him to do practices. He wrestles at Cornell now. Um, he's wrestled like at the Olympic level, so I got to thank him for that, but yeah, I wrestled in Reno. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Wrestling is one of those crazy sports to where it's, you can just kind of like tell a wrestler's mentality immediately once they say they wrestle, you know, like, you know, you're not going to give up, you know, that there's going to, they're the hardest workers in the gym um, or in the room, you know, no matter where you are, that's kind of like the wrestler's mentality. It's just dug into you. Did you have that? going into the sport or is that something that you had to pick up or did you kind of like get that throughout your childhood uh yeah i've had that since as long as i can remember i've always had this like a weird side to me that like i always say when i tell people about fighting like my skill is not my accuracy it's not my knockout power it's just the fact that i can just get clocked and keep walking forward like I just think I've always had that, but wrestling definitely helped sharpen that and helped me use it as a weapon. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Now, uh, you said you had some like rough times with like your parents or like with your family issues and stuff going on. 
did they support your your choice to go into fighting? Yeah, my mom has always supported me in whatever I've done. Um, my dad supports me now too. Uh, they were just going through rough times themselves, and they ended up getting divorced, which was for the better. But um, they've always supported me. They've always been there for me. But I I had issues myself too. Um, to be specific, I like went through stress-induced psychosis. I don't know if you know exactly what that is, but I was like yeah. hallucinating, seeing things. Like I was not myself. I was crazy. Um, but I remember that first day when I went to the gym and got the crack kicked out of me. Um, that like cleared my head, and I like stopped hearing things for that like two hours that I was straining, and I wasn't stressed. So yeah. Yeah, that uh, for me, Muay Thai, um, it kind of gives me like a little mental reset, you know, like there's 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 some time during pad work, my brain will just stop working. And then that's almost like the mental reset for the rest of the day. You know, like I can just I can think a lot more clear. And uh, I don't know, it's something that I, I kind of need for my own mental state. You know, and it seems like in uh you know, being men, it's like our mental state is not something that we're normally comfortable talking about. So going through like a stress induced, you know, like event, is that something that you've had trouble talking about? Like, you know, trying to do like that male bravado, you're a fighter, that do you carry that with you or are you open with, with kind of talking about things like that? Um, I mean, I'm open about it. I don't really like to tell people because I feel like most of the time people don't really care and people don't even know what that is or they just make assumptions. But, um, yeah, I don't think there's any shame in talking about your feelings like that. Everybody needs to at some point, but, um, I don't have problems with that anymore and I'm in a super good place now and I don't get emotional if at all sometimes. So, yeah, I know as, a uh... Just as a guy, it seems like that's stuff that we're not really allowed to talk about. But oddly for, for me, like I've noticed the uh, like the men that I've looked up to, um, you know, whether it be like my old man who just passed or, you know, like other people throughout my life or even other fighters, guys that I look up to the most are the ones that are able to talk about that stuff, you know, and that, that do come forward and, and talk about like vulnerabilities and, and real life shit because that it, it allows you to know that you're not the only one, you know, that you're not the only person that's going through shit and, and whatnot. So is there something that kind of helped you get out of that or was it just kind of time and, you know, continuing to fight in, you know, the training kind of helping out? I think a lot of it was the training. Um, but also too, I, I didn't talk about it for, for months after. And I think it brought me closer to myself as an individual and it made me really accept who I was. I thought like a lot of this like violence that I had in me was a problem. And I think that's a lot of the problem with a lot of men nowadays that they have this violent side that they can't tap into because society deems it as unacceptable. And I think as men, we have to be violent like we have to get out of our heads and into our bodies at a certain point like we have all this testosterone we can't just like sit and let it rot within us so um i just think that coming to realize that and realizing that it's not a problem and that i have an outlet for it with mma that was a huge help 
Yeah, yeah. It's it's sad that we've come to a time to where it almost seems like you can offend somebody by having aggression. You know, this natural thing that men have, it almost offends other people or, you know, just wanting to yell or scream or punch something that's just this natural primitive thing. It's looked down on now to where everything's supposed to be so soft and you can't, you know, you can't say certain things and, and, and I completely understand, you know, like other people's feelings and being respectful just kind of seems like at some point there should, you know, it should be okay to, to do those things. So I don't know, it's, it's a messed up situation, but that's life. Um, so I guess kind of getting back to your story of, um, going through fighting how many amateur fights have you gone through um and kind of you know what was your first fight like um i've done five amateur mma fights total i did three like muay thai point sparring fights in a tournament but i don't really count that um i never lost Mm -hmm. as an amateur so i'm five and oh um my first fight, I fought when I was 18, I think, and it was against like a 30-year-old, so it was kind of intimidating. But um, I just remember I, for whatever reason, thought you had to be really angry to fight, so I was warming up, and I got to a state to where I just blacked out from just pure anger. Uh, also, my coach was like on my ass because I kind of trained really relaxed, and he thought that I was going to do that in the fight and thought that... I was probably likely to lose, um, but he didn't know I had like that switch that I can flip. But anyways, I got super angry, blacked out. I don't remember anything at all from that fight, um, but it went really well. I ended up getting rear naked choke in like the second round, I think. And that dude would like had no business being in there with me, but I think it was just because I was so nervous and tense and angry that um, I didn't like put him out sooner. But it went really yeah. well, my dude did. Yeah, how long do you normally go to camp for? Uh, year round. I train every day, like year round, except for Sunday. So, I've I've been training so, year round since I was eighteen. Jesus, man! So even when you get a fight, like you've signed the fight, you don't kind of step it up a little bit. You're just a hundred all the time. Uh, I probably step it up a little bit with like pad hitting and. Uh, I do different things. I always train like pretty intensely. If I'm injured, I'll kind of take it easy for a week or two. But uh, the only thing I change in a fight is that I usually will hit pads like a week before or two weeks before. I never hit pads normally, but um, it's good so I don't get hurt during sparring or do something stupid or get cut, you know, because that has happened a lot. Um, that's like the only thing I do differently. I train pretty hard like year round. Yeah. How often are you sparring? Every night. You spar every night. Yeah. Jesus, man. Are you guys... I mean, we don't, we don't <laughs> like try to knock like... Some nights yeah. are harder than others, but I think that's why I'm so comfortable with getting hit and not flinching at all and just keep walking forward because I literally like do it every day. Yeah, and, and it shows. <laughs> I mean, it definitely shows in your fight. It's It's not like... You didn't have him get back up, and I apologize. That's the first fight that I've seen of yours, um, so I keep referring to that. But 
I've just never seen that in that fashion before to where you weren't doing it in a cocky manner. You were doing it very confidently, you know, kind of like uh, Yoel Romero's last fight where, he, you know, he's just like waiting for the crowd. Like, you knew what was coming. Do you carry yeah. that confidence with you like everywhere or is that part of that switch that gets flipped? Yeah, I'm probably only like that in the cage. Um, I, most people don't even know that I fight. Um, like I go to, I just graduated from the university UNR. Most of my classmates that I was kind of friends with didn't know that I was a fighter. I don't really like to talk about it. And I don't know. I'm just not like a confident, like I'm confident in myself, but I don't outwardly project that ever. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, that's going to change pretty soon. I mean, people are, people are starting to find out who you are, you know, I mean, with knockouts like that, with wins like that. And is it something you're ready for? Cause I mean, like it's coming, you know, like you're on Uriah Faber's card. He's in Dana White's ear, you know, like I, just from watching you fight, I got to feel like there's got to be a contender series or, you know, something along those lines coming around the corner. Is that, are you ready for that? I'm definitely ready for it. Um, ever since I was young, like, I know it sounds cliche, but I always knew I was special and I always knew that like I had something to do in life and I had to be known, um, but yeah, I'm ready for it. That doesn't mean that I am going to enjoy it and I'm going to like it. Um, I'd rather just kind of be under the radar and have my close friends and that's it. But um, I don't know. We'll see how things go. The more known I get, hopefully, you know, I don't get too upset about it. But I always knew that I was destined yeah, for something. Yeah. yeah, no, I like that, though. You know, like there's nothing wrong in saying that. You know, it, it seems like every great person has kind of like said that there's something in them that's, you know, that they need to show the world. And that's obviously what you're doing right now is kind of showing the world your skill set. Um, it's crazy talking to you, you know, like before this, just like in our brief conversation, then even now you, I don't really know how to put this, but you, you're a very calm, chill dude, you know. And you would not expect that in the cage at all. Um, so so it's it's crazy to see the difference. Because, I mean, like right beforehand, you were talking about going out with your buddies to go skate. You know, like most fighters, you aren't hearing about going to skate with their friends or anything. Is that, do you have like this close circle to kind of keep you grounded um, and what other type of things are you getting into besides fighting? Um, I've had these friends since I moved to Reno. So they're like family to me. They're not just friends. They're like my brothers. Um, they do keep me grounded. Definitely. Yeah. Um, it's funny cause like we'll roughhouse a lot of time and like some of them will be throwing me around and they're like my size. Like I wish they would fight. They would be so gifted, but they have other things that they like to do. Um, but you know, I like hanging out with them just to like lower my stress level when I'm in a camp or I don't know, just cause I love being around them, but we like to skate. Um, we play a lot of video games. I sang in the UNR choir for three semesters. Um, so I'm super into music. Oh, I play shit. the piano and the guitar. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't really know what else we do. A lot of them, we're all like kind of potheads, but, uh, <laughs> we just kind of just chill. I mean, yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, maybe they could get into the jiu-jitsu crowd then. You know, like, that seems to be a, a pretty common thing with those guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, having that solid base to kind of keep you grounded is needed. Are they enjoying this kind of ride that you're going on? And there's, I mean, everybody around you has got to see this, you know, the, the come up. You know, how what are they saying about it all? They're, they're super psyched, but they believed in me, like, since years ago like they always knew that i was going to be special and they knew that i was like going to be big in the sport um which is funny because one of my friends actually is one of my best friends and he's the only guy to ever knock me out and we like got in a street fight one time when we were in high school but it's funny like anytime i get too cocky he always kind of reminds me like hey you know i'm the only one to ever knock you out like when they gave me my belt he's like give me that belt that's my belt so (laughs) They're cool dudes. Yeah, it's I don't know, it's crazy like how for me watching you fight, it looked like I was watching like a sugar show fight. You know, like you were you were one hundred percent in that cage. You were a showman, you know, like that you that's what you were doing, but that's not who you are outside of the cage when does that switch flip like does that right before or is it in your warm-ups or do you i've even heard some guys will start making that transition fight week you know and then the night before it it's go time and they're locked in the room what is what's your process uh i'd say usually when i'm like walking out to the cage or like right before when i get called to staging is when i flip and i just get like super calm and like, sometimes when I walk out there, it feels like the result's already been written. Like, I'm just a pawn, and, like, there's already this story that's been unfolded, yeah. and I literally just have to sit there, and somebody, like, grabs the pawn and moves it to where it's supposed to go. Like, it's already happened. It just comes with, like, the passage of time. But um, I, up to yeah. that point, I'm, like, pretty nervous during the day. Like, the last thing I want to do is fight. I just want to, like, eat food and continue to like lay in my hotel room but once i start warming up and i get into that head state i feel like i can walk through like a brick wall yeah do you have like a certain routine that you go through while you're warming up and like people that you want around you and music and everything yeah i usually do some stretching i'll put in my headphones and listen to whatever music like chills me out um i don't like to get super hyped up um, and then I really like uh, my head coach, Rick. He needs to be there. Oscar, who's like one of my most, like the dude that beat me up that one time that I train with all the time. And uh, Sinjin Smith, he holds pads for me. So I'll do some pads and then I'll just kind of get my feet going and just pace around and get my sweat going. Nice. And then uh, how do you pick your uh, walkout music? I've always wanted to know how like each fighter like some people don't give a shit other guys like they've had their songs picked out since they were six years old and they've envisioned it you know was that first of all was that your first fight you know for your first walkout song and then now how do you pick them kind of moving forward yeah that's that's um the song's called be quiet and drive far away by deftones that's been my walkout song since i first went pro when i was an amateur they didn't let me pick because it was some copyright issue with television um but ever since i was able to pick it i've always picked that song it may change someday i know what song i want 
to uh, walk out to on like my very last fight. But um, for now, I'm just going to keep picking that song because it gets me in that like state to where I feel like I can walk through a wall. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I like how music can do that. It seems like over time, like if you listen to it too much, it can lose its, you know, gas to it a little bit and you got to take a break from it. Um, then have, you haven't felt that at all using the same song a few times? No, and I do try to not listen to it too much for that reason. But I think it just really fits yeah. like my vibe as a person. It's kind of emotional, but kind of dark at the same time and just chill. So. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So uh, what's your plans moving forward? I know you just you just won the belt. Um, you got Uriah's you know, ear or Uriah definitely knows who you are now. Um, what's, uh, you know, do you have any big plans in the future or have you heard back from them at all? Uh, I haven't heard back. Well, actually I heard back from the matchmaker and he said he wants to, uh, matchmake me with someone, um, high up for the next card that I get on. But my plan is I want to take like three or four months off because within this last year I've probably I fought four times. So that's like a lot on the body. And I've had a lot of injuries during those camps. I think before every single fight I've had like a pretty bad injury that didn't end up being an issue. But um, this time last year I was an amateur and didn't have um, my like last amateur fight. So everything's moving really fast. So mm -hmm. I need to like take a couple months to let my body heal. My neck is like really messed up i've had neck issues since i've started fighting but it's gotten really bad um before like my pro debut my partner like pretty much broke my nose um and then before this fight i screwed up my elbow really bad so just little things like that yeah you couldn't tell though <laughs> that's for sure yeah. um Try to keep it yeah definitely no yeah you looked good out there man so, all right, I go ahead and uh, get you out of here in just a couple minutes. Um, no, you gotta go out and hang out with your buddies and kind of, kind of. No rush. Instagram is just Peyton Talbot. My name, P A Y T O N T A L B O T T. Uh, same thing on Twitter, and I have a TikTok. My username is Suicidal Squidward, and. Um, I'd like to thank a couple sponsors. First and foremost, my gym and my family. They sponsor me uh, through their clothing line and through their coffee shop, also through uh, the gun store that's also part of the gym. Um, Rick and Heather have pretty much treated me as a kid or as their kid uh, since I met them. So them especially and um, Steve Anthony Bordoni, my bodywork guy, um, he's kept my body healthy. Uh, throughout all these injuries so i really thank him for that he's an awesome dude too if you're in the reno area and need body work um yeah i think that's everything thank you so much for having me rob i appreciate it this is a cool thing you're doing and that was peyton talbot dude's pretty cool um I had a lot of fun talking with him. Sorry for uh, the delays in putting these out, as well as the uh, obvious fuck-ups with the audio. Um, I'm still learning, and I also had a car accident, so I 
not had time to kind of put these out. But getting back to this episode, Peyton was the shit. Um, definitely go on Fight Pass, actually, and check out his last fight. You can see exactly what I'm talking about by he sits this guy down, calls from stand back up, and uh, it wasn't like a normal, you know, hey, let's keep going. It, he had the guy finished. So it's a good fight, um, good guy. I'm really excited to see where him and his career take off to. So I do want to thank you one more time. I'll probably do it again. I fucked this up all the time. And uh, for listening, you know, for, for allowing me to to take this space and, and learn how to uh, bring a new level of genu- genuinity, genuineness, something, I don't know, that's a word somewhere. But anyway... I love this shit. I'm, I'm having fun with it. And uh, I hope that we can cre- continue to create this community of uh, savages that uh, are introspective. Yeah, I think I'm going to leave it on that because I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. So anyway, thanks again, guys. And I will uh, talk to you on the next one. See ya.